Standing up in McKinney, this is According to Callus. It is Monday, the 20th of February, episode 359. It is a McKinney Monday, and what do you know, there was a Lincoln Day dinner this last weekend. I am going to tie this all together, so please bear with me as we get through there. And let me remind you, if you find this entertaining, educational, informative, or just darn fun, do me a favor, like, subscribe, and share the show. And if you're feeling particularly happy with my output, go ahead and comment and rate the show. Every little bit helps. We are making a difference. As we close into 100,000 listens with uh, 360 episodes right around the corner here, I'm feeling like we're making the right direction happen faster and faster each and every day. So, as we tilt in to the subject at hand, let me remind you that this show is all my opinion. Now, that being said, I consider myself smarter than the average bear, to quote Yogi, and I will also say that I try and stay objective, even when I don't want to be, and, uh, Occasionally, occasionally, I get things wrong, or I misunderstand something, or I don't have all the information. And that's where I count on my friends, my listeners, to be kind enough to let me know on the occasion that I get it wrong, to fill me in, give me some uh, gaps to my knowledge. (laughs) So, in case you didn't know, the Lincoln Day Dinner is the once-a-year fundraiser that funds most county parties across this country. Some are called the Lincoln um, Reagan Dinner. I know once upon a time they were called the Jefferson Lincoln Dinner. Uh, Interestingly enough, it would seem to be Patriots Ball would be far more appropriate because I find a really hard time celebrating the tyrant Lincoln. But that's just me. (laughs) What do I know, right? I am a reformed, as a reformed Yankee, I know better than most how a good number of people wish to deify the great tyrant. I am not among them. I find it quite problematic that we are excited about a guy that subjugated half the country, that while allegedly trying to end slavery of certain people, he enslaved the entire South. Maybe not directly, but the military dictatorship that followed did. Perhaps on his behalf, perhaps not, since he was killed. Six Semper Tyrannus, for those of you who have forgotten. And while I will not justify either side's motives or reasoning for the war, let's just say it was not a good thing, the war that is. So, uh, and also to make it clear, I had two separate opportunities to sit at two different tables had I chosen to take advantage of it, and I would have gladly went had I not had a scheduling conflict. I have out-of-town family that was in over the weekend, and that trumps politics. Sorry. And I did not mean that as an ironic statement. Unfortunately, by not being there, I... Uh, didn't get to see a lot of things firsthand. I, d- I didn't get to see the um, hmm, people that seem to be only concerned about maintaining their positions of authority slash power. And of course, the parade of fake Republicans and even faker 
conservatives that show up, throw a little money around and say, it's going to be okay. We're all Republicans here. The shortcoming is when we have such a big tent, right? The Reagan mantra. And we, we spend all of our time making everybody feel included. The people that ultimately lose out are the people that do the work. The grassroots people, the the people that without them, there would be no way to win the election. Now, I know, I, I can hear some of you out there, there's a lot of money. There is a lot of advertising. There's a lot of influence peddling. And that is what wins elections. Well, yes, that is true. A wise man once told me that you can win if, with two of the three, and it's virtually certain if you have three of three. They are name recognition, money, and grassroots support. Have any two of the three, and you got a really good chance, but if you have three of the three, it's hard to lose. So that being said, as we're infiltrated by the fake Republicans, the not conservative conservative, right? We, we have to play nice with the moderates. And I generally have no issue with moderates, particularly when they're honest moderates. There are several that I knew, uh, you know, in recent history down in Plano that were quite involved and I respect the heck out of the few of them. I think they're they're good Republicans. They they don't line up with me on conservative issues or even some of the liberty issues that are even more important to me. But I have no doubt in their mind that they're Republicans. They don't just vote in the Republican primary so that they can claim they're Republican. They don't run around and support other Democrats that are running. They might support milk toast Republicans. They might put forth a less conservative or more moderate uh, Republican for certain offices. I, I can appreciate that. I strongly disagree, but I can appreciate it. It's particularly necessary when you have soft target, right? Most city council races, definitely school board races. And then now our new HD 70. want to thank our current state reps that uh, from, <clears throat> excuse me, 89, 67, 66. And the uh, way they've drawn that, I want to thank them for making it uh a challenge at best to ever win in the future. Hey, but don't worry. Their seats are safe and they were there to celebrate on that Lincoln day dinner. Don't you worry because you know, they're also conservative and so concerned about doing the right thing. <sighs> it's hard. It's really hard to be a stand up guy and be positive and be friendly with everybody. When you know in your heart of hearts that these people don't like you, that, that they want to see, fail that they want nothing more than to maintain their power regardless of the outcome i imagine that's why they're so intent on pumping in the uh taxpayer debt and expanding the population via high density housing because they don't really care if they if they were really concerned about conservative issues, if they if they were really concerned about staying red or staying Republican, it would seem to me that they might be a little interested to curtail some of the abuses at the city level. The municipal uh, elections are dominated by the moderates and the Democrats because the Republicans, for whatever reason, don't show up and don't invest their time, money, and efforts in protecting the cities. And as you get a larger city and you import more Democrats, that becomes more and more challenging. But if the city is well run and they're fiscally responsible and quite frankly, they can be a little squishy and most people are not going to lose sleep. 
They're, they're going to be content. And that's part of the problem. You make these people content, they quit paying attention, and then you start sliding in all this terrible stuff. Unfortunately, the same group of people that shows up for things lives by the mantra that the unwashed masses also live by. And I'm borrowing that term. That is not mine, but I think it's an apt description. People that just don't really know what's going on, but they want to be entertained. We all know them. Heck, most of us were them until we quote woke up, until we paid attention to what was going on. We were content to be entertained. We were content to just not be bothered. Sadly, the time's up. Sadly, we don't have a lot of options left. The entertainment is, sadly, all that's left for some people, but it gets lost when they, when they should be informed. They should be educated. You can do both while being entertained, but if you're not going to... If you're not going to act on it, if you're not going to put forth the effort to make a difference, then why bother? Why pretend? And ladies and gentlemen, you'll have to forgive me. I am having some technical difficulties, so I'm going to actually price place this together in three or four pieces at this rate. Um, and that goes down to the actual disdain, the disgust that many of our elected officials have for us that are activists, those of us that get involved, those of us that are concerned about what's going on. You need look no further than my fake Republican mayor. Oh, and apparently he made an appearance at the Republican Lincoln Day dinner. Well, I mean, if you're celebrating the great tyrant and your governor's a pretty good tyrant, why not have a tyrannical mayor show up as well? Now, keep in mind, he is not unique. He's nothing special. He's just another mayor that votes in the Republican primary so he can claim to be a Republican and then turns around and supports and promotes Democrat policies, socialist policies, progressive policies, all the while encouraging and supporting and donating to Democrat candidates who are progressive and leftists to run against our other representatives that are Republicans, whether they're A-plus Republicans or c Minus Republicans is irrelevant. You cannot be a Republican in good standing if you're working with and for getting other Democrats elected over the Republicans. In fact, the guy had the audacity to show up and demand support from the Republican Party. <laughs> and, and, and sadly, if we had a weaker chairman, he may have got it. But kudos to Chairman George, who... Uh, Knows the score. So at the end of the day, at the end of this entire conversation, you can say what you want. You know, I got my hand slapped on more than one occasion because I think that we ought to get a vote. And if you don't know what that means, I'm sorry, I'm not going to go over it again. I would just say, go listen to some of my other episodes. I think we ought to get a vote. And if you dismiss that, if you say that you're not worthy, you're not interested, or it's a waste of time or whatever, okay, that's fine, but be honest about it. Come out and just say it. Say that you don't think the people deserve to be hurt. Say that uh, your voice is not worthy of our attention. Be honest about it. You know, I look at what's going on right now. In my city, we have an airport. The airport has lived off tax subsidy 
for almost the entirety of the time I've been here, which is 25 years, it has been getting routine payments from the city in one way, shape, or form. Now, I understand public works require public investment. I also understand that having a good airport is an important thing. But I also further understand that within 30 minutes, there are two world-class airports from McKinney. So maybe Collin County needs an airport. Maybe Collin County will develop that into a good airport. There are a million people in Collin County, but apparently only the people in McKinney should have to pay for that airport. Now, let's be honest and straightforward. I don't think we, the taxpayers, should have to fund an airport, but we always end up paying for it one way or the other. What I would like to say, what I would like to see happen is that a private entity or group of entities go and take over said airport and they invest their money or their business's money. And I'm perfectly happy to let them reap the rewards. And actually, this would be a primo case of where you might have a private public partnership, also known as fascism. But I I could understand why you might do that because it's it's a public works that's run by uh, an entity that knows how to run an airport, which most cities and counties have no idea how to do that. Now, maybe you create a special uh, department or division and they, they make it work. I'm certain that somewhere that's happening and I can see all of that. But the problem is, is every time that you get a public private partnership, the private portion gets to privatize the profits, whereas the public portion gets to eat the losses. Now, let me ask you of the hundreds of millions of dollars that we've already sunk into that airport. What kind of a return have we seen? Let's be honest. I don't know what the answer is, but if somebody does, please post it, share it. I would imagine maybe, just maybe, we're at a break-even point at some point, maybe. But the idea that we're going to sink in an additional $400 plus, and again, after cost overruns and expansions and whatever else, let's just call it a half a billion dollars, because that's after it's paid off, it's going to be a whole lot closer to half a billion dollars. So... We're going to invest a half a billion dollars into an airport. Now, if it was spread out over the entirety of the county, which is over a million people, okay, maybe. Maybe that becomes a tolerable expense or debt uh, because the trade-off at some point is going to be, you know, an airline coming in for daily flights out of McKinney. Uh, Okay, I'm, I'm I'm willing to buy that. What I'm not willing to buy is 200,000 people in the city of McKinney taking on a half a billion dollars worth of debt for which will probably not ever break even. And we have no guarantee that any airline is going to come there. We have, we have no contracts and, and you know, I know a little bit about contracts. You can sign a contract that says contingent upon X, Y, and Z, you're going to do A, B, and C, but we have none of that. All of it is on us. Hey, but don't worry. The mayor's certain it's going to work. And, you know, he had paid sycophants put out a report that said, of course, it's going to work. And we're going to say that we're going to do all this stuff because that's going to be the baseline number to where we can break even. Yeah. Follow the science, folks. Follow the science. While we're on that topic, 
Fortunately, the city council did not see fit to go forward and take on nearly half a billion dollars of debt without turning it over to we the people, the general public, to go vote on it. Now, I've seen how this played out before. We got the $120 million stadium because a whole lot of people that live out in Western McKinney that weren't going to be here to pay it off but wanted to have that nice shiny stadium for their kids voted for it. Okay, that's fine. I I accept that. I don't think it's right. I don't think it's fair. But it's there. And the ship has sailed, as they say. But we have an opportunity to not throw a bunch of money at something that we will not ever see a good return on. And as much as it pains me, this would be an appropriate time to go to, I don't know, maybe the county commissioner's court. And I know why they're not going to do that. But if they were to go to the county commissioner's court and say, hey, uh, commissioners, we have this uh, airport here. It's a national airport already. We would really like to expand it. We think we can do something special here. But that's a heavy debt load to put on just our city. And every city around us is going to benefit, particularly Frisco and Plano. And to a lesser extent, you know, Princeton and uh, Wiley, Murphy, Allen, why don't we spread load this debt? Why don't we, why don't we help fund it through the county? Now, again, I'm fairly certain I know how that's going to play out, which is why they're not going to do it. But that would seem to be the more, oh, here's a word for you, equitable way to do things, right? So everybody that's going to benefit from it gets an opportunity to speak on it. And in my opinion, everybody that's going to have to pay for it gets an opportunity to speak on it. I think that would be a more appropriate way to put this forward, but I'm not going to hold my breath. And I'll concede to you that I don't know 100% what the right answer is. I'm not willing to say absolutely The airport will never work and we shouldn't even bother. But on the flip side, I'm absolutely not willing to say whatever it takes, whatever the cost is, it is, it's going to pay for itself. And I just know it. I don't have that much faith. I, I, much like I don't trust the models and the statistics that told us global warming is going to kill us all. Much like I didn't believe the models and the statistics that said the pandemic was going to kill us all. I no further believe the outcome of the break-even point for the airport. That doesn't even get into the noise pollution, the expansion, and all the other impacts that are going to happen on the neighboring areas. And I know when it was a small private airport and it was there forever, the people that live there had to accept and understand, hey, there's an airport there. And if we don't like it, we don't have to buy here. But now we're going to make this airport much, much larger. We're going to impact the neighboring cities and our people that are outside of whatever the quote unquote benefit zone is from it. And I think it's only fair to let them have input. I mean, if you live in Melissa or Fairview and you're going to have this air traffic coming over your house with large planes, Perhaps you ought to have a little say in that measure. Perhaps you ought to be able to be heard about that. Maybe the McKinney City Council will consider that. Maybe they won't. Hey, but at least they were kind enough to let we, the people, speak on the issue, right? They're going to put it to a vote. Now, granted, 
uh, they will go in the full court press to get their money and they will spend our money without quote spending our money. I'm confident of that to get their more money uh, because that's what the school districts do. That's what the cities do when they want to pass bonds. They take money out of one bucket, put in another and lo and behold, they have a great advertising campaign of why they should spend more of your money. But that's just the way it works, folks. And besides, you're just activists. We don't really care what you think. Your your point of view is not important. We, the city fathers, know what's best, and you're just going to have to suck it up. Hmm. Where have we heard this before? Oh, that's right. Every time this happens. Final point. At a certain point in your life, you're going to have to decide, am I a patriot? Or am I a loyalist? And I'm purposely going to define these slightly different. And that's the other thing that we in the right always get wrong is we don't pay attention to the left's definition of the words they use. They routinely, they routinely change things up to mean what it is they want to mean. And then they can sell it to us because we didn't know that they changed the meaning. So for the purpose of this, if you're a loyalist, that means you're going to go along with whatever you're told to do. You're not going to question anything and you're just going to continue to trust those in power, know what's best. And you have no buy-in, no cycle. You don't care. If you're a patriot, you're the person that's going to show up and question it. You're the person that's going to wonder, are we really going to get out of this what they're telling us? You're you're going to be the one that's willing to stand against the status quo. You're going to be the one that's going to ask questions. And I believe there are patriots on both sides of the political spectrum, but for different reasons, and they have different goals. And once upon a time, we used to celebrate that. Once upon a time, there were lots of things that we could agree to disagree on, and there were things where we would agree on the problem, but not the solution. But sadly, that's getting rarer and rarer these days. As a matter of fact, that is what our leaders, in scare quotes, right? Our leaders depend upon keeping us at each other. They they depend on keeping us in conflict so that we're not paying attention to what they're doing. Case in point, we have a number of candidates that are running for the school board. Now, whether you support one or all, that's not that's not my point here. The point is, is the current incumbents have done a poor job. And the reason why we know they've done a poor job is we went from an A-rated district to a B-rated district. Never mind the fact that they changed the rating system so that they could bump the scores up and the uh, outcome of COVID was factored in. And, and truly, I don't think you should beat up a district that had to shut down and got all their kids behind because of the governor's orders, but on the flip side, you're moving backwards to go from an A to a B. Secondarily, they've had multiple issues brought to them. Whether they think they're real or not is irrelevant. They haven't addressed them. They haven't put in a process that works, a fair process to adjudicate or deal with these matters. And they have... abuse their power by shutting down public comment, by arbitrarily enforcing rules that really have no business existing in the first place. They furthermore have treated their constituents with disdain. 
And they've gone so far as to bring in the previously mentioned mayor to come in and berate one member of the school board directly following the school board president telling us we're not allowed to name individuals or people that serve the school district or on the board. But the rules don't apply, you see, because I'm special. I'm elected. Now, let me ask you, are you comfortable with that? Do you think that's an appropriate way to run the city or the school board or anything? I don't. I think it needs to be dealt with. And the quickest and easiest way to deal with it is to retire them. Somebody that's been on the school board for 25 years needs to retire. I don't care how great they were when they started. I don't care how influential they still are. After 25 years, they need to retire. We just dealt with this in the city of Allen. They had a mayor that wouldn't go away. And nobody could run against him and beat him, which there's something to be said for that. But after 20 years or whatever that you serve, you need to get out of the way. The city needs to learn to function without you. The school board needs to learn to function without you. If you're always going to stay there, you're only stunting the growth. You're only slowing things down. You're not allowing for adjustments that happen naturally over time when you have fresh ideas, fresh people, and quite frankly, uniqueness infused into the leadership. You can't always do the same thing and expect different or better outcomes. Now, I know that there are people that are nervous. I know there are people that, oh, well, you know, this person's an extremist. This person's this. This person's a hater. Okay, by whose definition? I mean, because Angie Beto says it? Do you give her any credibility? I give her zero credibility. Zero. Oh, because the mayor said it? Really? Our mayor? The McKinney mayor? You listen to anything he has to say about anything political? No. He might be a savvy business guy, and he, he may be pretty savvy about getting things done at the city or state level in certain things, but do you trust his judgment on what's right and what's wrong? Come on. Let's get real. I know I know more tr- trust him to tell me what's right and wrong than I would, oh, I don't know, Barack Obama's statement that I get to keep my doctor, <laughs> which is to say not at all. Oh, and just in case, just in case somebody doesn't know who I am, yeah, Trump didn't save us either. But that, notwithstanding that, we have a lot of work to do. It requires some effort. It means sometimes we have to cut deals. Sometimes we have to work with people that are not ideal, right? But that's part of the process. That's part of getting things done. But you shouldn't be taking people's lead in word when they have shown a direct disdain. A, a direct mm, lack of respect for you. You need to be willing to retire people because they have bad behavior. And if you bring in a new person and they have bad behavior, then you retire them as well. It's not that hard, ladies and gentlemen. You just have to show up and do the work. And with that, this was the McKinney money. We did talk about that Lincoln Day dinner. <laughs> Tyrant's ball. And with that, I will see you on the other side.